0: Drive Time on RTE Radio 1 Sponsored by Zurich Create a brighter future With a savings plan from Zurich Visit zurich.ie to find out more Drive Time on RTE Radio 1 With Sarah McInerney and Cormac O'Hara Minister for Education, Norma Foley has confirmed that parents will be given the option to withdraw their children from, from sex education classes as new topics are introduced as part of proposed changes to the SPHE curriculum. With the syllabus set to be expanded to incorporate discussion around pornography and sexual consent, just how should conversations around sex education be managed? And as parents, what is the best way to educate your children beyond the birds and the bees? Well, we're joined now by sex educator Sarah Sproul to answer some of those Questions, you're very welcome, Sarah, to the program this evening. Um, just on, on, on what we've learned today, which is the minister confirming what I, th- I think was was expected to an extent mm-hmm. that parents will be able to opt their children out of sex education.
1: What do, what do you think of that? I think it's a it's a it's a really smart way to get important changes in our sex ed curriculum because no parent wants to feel like they don't have a decision around what our kids are learning or what they're like I wish I had a decision about whether my boys were exposed to Andrew Tate and his philosophy online you know but mm. but um so there is so much unknown as we're raising kids in our culture that it makes sense that she would say that it's important that parents have that sense of safety when these new changes are coming in because we haven't had new changes for our sex age in, in 20 years so if this is a big deal it's great but it's also a big deal.
0: Okay, so if, if parents do do that then, um, decide to withdraw their children from from sex education in schools, that puts an onus, I suppose, on them to yeah. have those conversations themselves. Is is that something do you think parents are increasingly doing or are there still lots of us who are shying away from, from the details?
1: In the work I do, which is primarily to support conversations um, in families, in the home environment, there are like parents all over this country that are um, looking for help to do that because they understand that, you know, conversations at home, it's not just about giving information to our kids, it's about helping them develop consent skills, for example, so learning negotiation and respect for other people's opinions. Um, I think the difficulty comes if we're opting children out of education in a classroom that our children then only are given our... Understanding or our viewpoint of whatever the issue is, so porn, for example, and if a parent hasn't made a huge effort to um, educate themselves about the nuance of that and how to develop porn literacy, for example in a in a young person, then it's their child that is going to um, bear the impact of a lack of you know information. Or um, a lack of opportunity to debate topics with other people their own age with an adult present.
0: What do you mean by that? Poor in literacy. What does that mean?
1: It means that um, we can educate young people with the skills to see a piece of media, whatever it is. You know, it could just as well be a TV program or a newspaper article, and critique like what viewpoint is that piece of media coming from and and mainstream pornography is no different there are assumptions and values sort of baked into that entertainment that young people really need to be aware of like what are the assumptions that are made when a film like that is created like what what are they not seeing for example the consent and the like all, all the negotiation that happens before that that video is made and so How can we give our young people the understanding of what to look for and how to critique something like that so they understand it's not education and it's not on something that they should base their whole understanding of what an intimate sexual relationship with another person is like. You
0: know, I know that I, I suspect at least that there'll be a lot of parents out there who, f- first of all, wouldn't want to have the, that conversation just on the basis yeah. of, of discomfort with their child, yeah. but also on the basis that they don't want their child looking at porn. So they, you know, they don't want to teach them how to look at porn, you know, in, no. in, a, in a literate <laughs> way, uh, because no, they don't want to, them to be looking at porn in the first place.
1: Exactly, and the difficulty is that the research, like this, this is Irish research that is showing, like over 50% of males and um, non-binary people are seeing um, some sort of porn, whether on purpose or by accident, between the ages of 10 and 13. And so, whether or not, as a parent and I'm a parent myself, we we um, sort of we hope that we can protect our children from this. We we actually, it's unlikely that we can do that, and so. In the same way that we teach our kids to swim just in case they fall off, you know, the, the pier down in Wexford or whatever it is, we're also teaching them about what is realistic and unrealistic in sexualized contact, content they might see online and how do they protect themselves and the people they get into relationship with um, with accurate information um, of how to talk about all that sort of sexualized stuff. And I acknowledge it is really, really difficult. And that's why it's almost like a a relief that schools are starting to take this, some of this responsibility on because when you think about educating young people on pornographic content, for example, if they're getting accurate information from both sides, from home and from school, we are setting them up for so much more success. They are getting to hear um, not just from parents who they might think are silly and don't understand the realities of life. They're also getting into a classroom situation with an experienced facilitator who understands what the content is they're trying to to explore. Uh, But just just
0: briefly, Sarah, before I let you go, again, on on the whole idea of, well, I don't want them to watch porn anyway in the first place. I know I have heard the arguments being made that, you know, our children are likely to be exposed to drugs at some stage in their teenage years or be offered drugs, and yet we don't, you know, we don't accept that and, and start putting it into the curriculum. Or maybe we do, I don't know, but this is one of the arguments that is being made, that instead of trying mm-hmm. to teach them about it, we should be making more effort to shut it down, the source.
1: And I, th- I think that's where we look at the whole harm reduction view of all these sort of things that present risks to young people. You know, there, there are amazing people working in, um, in the, the drugs world that would talk very knowledgeably, and it's not my area, about how um, harm reduction is so important and so effective when it comes to drug use. But as I say, that's not my area. So okay. we're sort of seeing commonalities in both those things.
0: Okay, well, no doubt we'll speak to you again because lots more to come on this uh, new syllabus, I think. But thank you very much for joining us. That's Sarah Spruill, Sex Educator. Let us know what you think to one double five one.